Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sowing Hope. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host Ann DeSantis. Uh, I want to remind you that you can always head over to our website, patchworkheart.org, to find out more about our ministry and interact with us. But uh, I know we have a wonderful show tonight. Ann, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Bill. It's awesome to be here. I've been very excited about this show, um, and I would love to read her bio. But first, let's welcome her, Ann O'Keefe Rogers. Thank you so much for joining us on Sewing Hope. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. I know, I know. It's awesome. We have so much to talk about in this half hour podcast. Um, but before we jump into that, I'd love for people to get to know you through your bio, your beautiful bio. Um, so Ann O'Keefe Rogers, CFLEBA, Washington University in St. Louis, is a consultant at the Resolution Center in Jacksonville, Florida, and facilitates conferences, retreats, support groups, and networking among targeted parents and is fascinated by the power of post-trauma resilience. Anne is a certified family court mediator and Spanish interpreter with a heart for the disabled community as the mother of an adult with autism. Anne was once 
excuse me, Anne was one of the head coordinators of the recent Guardians and Gatekeepers Family Advocacy Conference produced by Kids Need Both Inc. of Lakeland, Florida. Anne has also written the book, Holding It All Together, A Data-Driven Guide to Parental Alienation. A little more on your bio I'd like to read. Anne encourages all journeying challenges to never give up, but to find hope. Her, her strength, she imparts, is well demonstrated in the following quote by Pope Francis. When there is no human hope, there, there is that hope that carries us forward. Humble, simple, but it gives us a joy, at times a great joy, at times only a peace. But the security that hope does not disappoint, hope doesn't disappoint. Pope Francis. So, Anne, thank you again for joining us on Sewing Hope. Oh, thank you again for, for having me. I'm so glad that we're going to be talking tonight about forgiveness. That's right. That's right. So why don't we start out with a little bit about you and about your journey? Sure, sure. Um, so I am the youngest of five children, and I was born and raised in Washington, D.C. I attended an Opus Dei high school during my teen years, and I had a really happy childhood. My parents were very active and a lot of Catholic events during my childhood. And it was during the 80s and the Cold War was going on. And, um, but in the Reagan years in Washington, this was during the papacy of John Paul II, there were definitely some Catholic fringe elements that were extreme. I was exposed to some of these Catholic extremities and for good or for bad, it left a mark on, on me and my faith perspective and my walk with the Lord. So fast forward a few years, I went to college, I met and married my first husband and some of those extremes that I grew up with in my family of origin, they showed up later on in my marriage, some of that black and white thinking and not so much focused on relationship with our Lord, but just some rigidity there, that, that showed up. And uh, it, unfortunately that marriage ended and that was the 16 year marriage. But I go back to what we're all called to as Christians, to love. And Romans 8, 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And this verse talks about what's possible and what is not and how to live at peace with everyone. So whether or not I can live with another person depends on both of us being at peace. And I didn't really realize that the level of maturity that's required for marriage wasn't present. And after four children and the divorce that ensued, um, it was a very difficult time for me. It really rocked me to my core and my walk with the Lord. I was also diagnosed with thyroid cancer. So between the health issues, high conflict divorce, and the devastating emotional and financial tsunami that went through my life, it ripped my soul. And at that time, the Lord presented himself to me in such a clear and compelling way. And he walked into my heart into a way that hadn't been present before. So previously, I thought, you know, I was going in this one direction, I was going to be a full-time mother and, and raise my children, and this was my path. And then there was a diversion, right? But my, our Lord was with me the whole time. And that's how my faith journey really grew. And it takes a lot of maturity for somebody to realize that they don't know what they don't know. 
it's a time of prayer and a good support group with other parents in Ohio to get on my path of healing. And part of that path of healing that I've been doing for several years now is I pray the rosary every day with another mother who's in a very similar circumstance. She also went through a very difficult divorce. And we pray every day on the phone for our husbands, our ex-husbands, and our children so that we can continue on that journey uh, with our Lord in, in the healthiest way possible. And so that part of my life, the difficulties and the stresses and the traumas, I can see now so much more clearly at this point in my life how our Lord was with me even when I wasn't aware. So while I was raised Catholic and I'm so grateful to my parents for passing on the faith to me, it wasn't until I went through the trials and tribulations of life that that faith really crystallized into where it is now. And that peace and that joy is just something that I wouldn't trade for anything. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, and, uh, and I know that you have learned so much from this early beginning and through all the trauma, the pain, and you've brought it into a wonderful ministry where you're helping so many people. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that ministry? We're not completely, but as a beginning introduction, uh, can you tell us how it got started? Sure, sure. So the ministry, um, it got started out of my pain. I sought to learn as much as I could about what I went through. Uh, it's unfortunate in the United States that the court system, it is not, does not allow children to love both parents. And what often happens in high conflict divorces, um, many times one parent whose net worth is much higher than the other parent will get exactly what they want without regard for the best interests of the child. And that is much more common than many people realize. So 10 years ago, I did not know anything about this. And what I've learned is that there are so many resources available for parents who've gone, gone through parental alienation. What I discovered was there wasn't a whole lot of faith-based resources for these parents. And even within the Catholic Church, uh, for those who've had the blessing of an annulment to almost do an autopsy on what happened to the marriage and the factors that contributed to the divorce, um, there's not a whole lot in the Catholic world about parental alienation. And so when I talked with other parents who were alienated from their children, the ones who were Catholic, were like, we need resources. We need faith-based resources for our population. So I began uh, the first faith-based retreat for alienated parents. And it's an ecumenical retreat, but we had our first one in April. And basically, it's a virtual retreat, but we also had a few parents who came to the Resolution Center of Jacksonville. And we had six presenters um, talk about how faith plays a role in healing from parental alienation. And so that was, was very successful. We reached over 50 parents between the virtual and the um, in-person participants, and it's now available for purchase for those who couldn't attend at the time. But basically, this ministry came out of the fact that there are so many hurting parents, so many parents who are Catholic. Sadly, many of them leave the church because there aren't resources, there isn't awareness, and we're trying to change that by making these faith-based resources available for alienated parents. Um, and that common thread that I found was that many, many of the parents that I met, either personally or online, they all found their faith 
as their sanity when going through a high conflict divorce. If it were not for their faith, there's no way they would be able to continue living a healthy and whole life. Wow, that is such a needed ministry. And I'm just very honored to have you here. Bill and I are both honored to have you here on Sewing Hope to enlighten our audience about the work that you're doing. Now, the letters after your name are CFLE, and I know you have your Bachelor's of Arts. Uh, tell us about that, that certification. I know that's very special, and it is important in the work that you do, too. Yes, ma'am. My name is Dr. Mark Rosen. He's also an alienated parent. He is a CFLE, which stands for Certified Family Life Educator, and that's with the National Council on Family Relations. He recommended to me that I look at that certification because I had put together a book of the best resources for alienated parents from a secular perspective. That's my book, A Data-Driven Guide to Parental Alienation. But Mark encouraged me to look at that certification, and I studied it myself, and I did self-study, and I taught myself. And I passed the exam the first try this summer. I still can't believe I did it. But that certification allows me to be able to teach about family science and the, the, the science of what makes for a healthy family and what are the impacts of adverse childhood experiences for children, but then also parents who go through trauma, how that contributes to family dynamics and family relationships. And right now, as we're all recovering from COVID, it's so important to find new ways to, to be healthy and to try to heal any wounds that are there, whether they're generational wounds or political divisions or conflicts within the home or within families to try to build bridges. And so anyway, that, that certified family life educator has just opened up a whole new world uh, for me. And I was blown away by what I learned. Yes, I know that it, it really is just wonderful what you're doing. You and I had talked on phone before and I was really blown away at the work that you're doing and, uh, and proud of you too. Uh, now, I wondered if you could share with us, there's people that might be listening right now to Bill and I's pod, our podcast and thinking, hmm, not only do I know someone, maybe I am a person who could use these resources. Now, do they vary from state to state? Where would you say would be the best place for people listening that might find resources. I know that they can buy your book and we're gonna talk more about that too. Your book is called Holding It All Together. Yes, so state to state, there are different um, resources that are available for people who want to look at the legal side or the advocacy side. And I really couldn't speak to that. But as far as parents who are looking for resources, uh, the number one thing I cannot recommend enough is a support group. To find a good parental alienation support group because and you and I know the devil likes to work in isolation. And when a person feels they're the only one going through this, that is where the devil likes to build on lies. I would strongly, strongly recommend that uh, alien parents find a support group. Dr. Mark Roseman has virtual support groups. So it doesn't matter where you live in the country, you can participate in those. But then also there are many in-person parental alienation support groups. In Jacksonville, we have one we meet once a month. And then um, the Parental Alienation Study Group has in its directory a list of the support groups that meet as well. So that's another good resource, Parental Alienation Study Group. Mm, very good. Now, you mentioned uh, Dr. Mark Grossman. Is that his name again? That is Ro his name. Um, yeah. If you wanted to get in touch with him, is there a way that they could find him online or do they could recommend ways that they could reach out to him? Yes. His website is Mark, M-A-R-K, David, D-A-V-I-D, Roseman, and that's R-O. S-E-M-A-N dot com. 
Very good. Thank you for clarifying his last name. I know I said Grossman, but you're right, Roseman. That's better that we know that. Uh, didn't look that up. So uh, now you do the retreats as well. I know that's a big part of what you've done and what you're continuing to do. Um, and you're located in Florida. Would you be able to tell us about what's going on with these retreats and how people can sign up for them? Sure. So April 25th is International Parental Alienation Awareness Day. And so we had our first retreat this year. For those who wish to find that retreat that took place this past April, you can go to the Hope for Families website. That's Hope, then the number four families, I believe it's .com. And you can find that retreat for 2021. We're still in the planning process for the 2022 retreat, but it is going to be in April. It's going to be April 23rd, which is the weekend before April 25th, International Parental Alienation Awareness Day. It's going to be in person as well as virtual, and it's going to be at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville in Jacksonville, Florida. Wow, awesome, awesome. Um, I would love for you to spend a good bit of time because we're a little more than halfway through the podcast, but I want to make sure that you have all the time that you need to really tell our audience more about what you do, about what's going on in this, with this topic and ways that they can find out more. So please do, is there anything that you really think that people need to know about this? So what I really would like is that parental alienation becomes a household bird, just like stranger danger or anything, because it affects so many parents and it is heartbreaking. There are now many, many resources um, that are available. The Raising Family movie, it's on Amazon Prime and some other platforms. And that showcases three alienated parents and their journey. And that's brought about more awareness of this issue. But it's really, really gratifying when parents reach out to me for help and I'm able to connect them with resources. It's, it's very gratifying to me that I know that there are so many parents out there who, who don't have help and they go down unhealthy paths of substance abuse or, um, um, you know, sexual decency or, or just unhealthy pathways because the pain cuts so deep. And if it, like I said, if it were not for the support group, for that deeper with my friend who I met in the support group in Ohio, with surrounding myself with the reading and the research from good sources, there's no way parents really get through this on their own. So I really recommend that, um, that parents reach out for help. Parental alienation is counterintuitive for any child to reject a loving and fit parent, it's against nature, right? And that's why forgiveness is so important. Forgiveness has to start with oneself because every parent makes mistakes, no matter what. The only one who didn't was our lady. But um, we all make mistakes and we have to forgive ourselves first. But after a high conflict divorce, it's really important to extend that forgiveness to others. When there is parental alienation, there are many people who contribute to it either knowingly or unknowingly. And the parent who's lost that relationship with their child has to be merciful. They have to extend forgiveness and mercy to people who don't understand, either because they don't want to understand or they don't know what to do. They don't know how to reach out. So it's super important for the alienated parent to stay strong, as strong as possible, knowing that this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And to keep showing up for their child as best they can, to send messages and cards of support, 
even if they get rejected, even if the packages get returned, even if they're blocked on social media and they have no way to um, really connect, it's so important for the parent to stay strong because God can use that suffering for a greater good. And um, we have at my parish, the sisters of the home of, of the mother are in residence here. And one of the sisters told me recently, she said, Anne, make sure that you tell these parents don't waste your suffering. Don't waste it. When you miss your, ch your child, especially at the holidays, it sucks. It's hard. But don't waste it. Offer it up. I have a vision board of the pictures of my children and the people that I offer the suffering up for. And it makes a difference. Redeem it. Don't waste that. Hmm. It, it's uh, very spiritual, isn't it? And, and it's very sacrificial. And when you offer that suffering up, there is fruit that will be bear, born from it. So thank you for sharing about that. Uh, that is so wisdom-like of you. Um, I want to know if you can also talk with us about your book, Holding It All Together, A Data-Driven Guide to Parental Alienation. Uh, before we end, I definitely want to, you to tell us more and where people can buy the book. Sure, sure. Actually, the book... That book is available for free if one were to go to the Jacksonville Parental Alienation Journey. Um, it's available for download free. I'm in the process of getting a publisher to be able to offer it online through Amazon. But anybody can get the download for free. Also, if they were to reach out to me through, um, through that, through Facebook, I'd be happy to email it to them. If they don't do Facebook, I'd be happy to do that. Too. Thank you. Yeah. What a great job you put so much time and effort into that book because it has those resources, right? And isn't that's an important thing just to have in handy? And actually, that book is written from a secular perspective. So it's the best researchers on parental alienation. I'm currently writing a book on the Catholic perspective on parental alienation. And I'm co-authoring with another alienated father. So we're collecting all the resources in our Catholic uh, tradition and from scripture to be able to help Catholic alienated parents journey. Awesome. Now we have about six minutes or so left on the podcast. Um, would you tell us what's going on next year for you and beyond in 2022? Because I know that your ministry is, is uh, up and running and thriving. And by that, I mean that I think it's sure to grow in the next year or two. Tell us what's going to be happening next year for you. Okay, so I am with the coaches with Dr. Mark Roseman, and we run support groups throughout the year. So there's one going on right now for the holidays. And then we are, we've already released the dates for 2022. So we're going to have a winter, spring, summer, and fall virtual support groups for alienated parents. So that's on Dr. Mark's website, markdavidrosen.com. And then in addition to co-authoring the book for Catholic alienated parents as to what the Catholic Church teaches about parental alienation, I'm also doing planning for the retreat uh, for 2022 from sorrow to strength. And uh, it's going to be an ecumenical retreat. We had, in 2021, we had Jewish speakers, Christian speakers, um, and then among the Christians, there were some Catholics and some Protestants. So it's a, it's a good mix. It's an ecumenical mix. And so between those things, I've, I've been keeping pretty busy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, and thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Today. I'm just listening to you um, and your passion. Um, and I can tell that your story comes from, you know, personal experience, right? Your ministry comes from personal experience. And um, that is... Um, 
the best way, at least I always say this, and knows I often say this on the podcast, that the only thing that people can argue with is your personal witness is Christ, right? Uh, you know, they can argue over church doctrine left and right, but the one thing they can't argue with is this is what Jesus did for me. And I just, you know, feel free to all of your story. And so thank you so much for uh, being open and sharing it with us and helping others. You know, that's the other big thing, helping others. Uh, you're so passionate about that. And so uh, I, and I really appreciate um, all that you've you know, shared with us today. Absolutely. And, you know, during the Christmas holidays, we as Catholics, we turn our focus towards the birth of God into, into the world and how his birth ultimately led to his death. And Our Lady lost her son on the cross, alienated parents, might have temporarily lost a relationship with their kiddos. But those of us with faith, we know, we know we will be reunited. Amen. So beautiful. Before we end, if you had any final words just with this Advent season that we're in um, as we come into Christmas, any final words? Um, the Advent season is about preparing for our Lord's arrival. Forgiveness is a guidepost, and it's really important for us to, if we're Catholic, go to confession before Christmas. You know, we wash our hands before we eat. It's important to go to confession to get that forgiveness so that we know God forgives us for our sins and we can extend that forgiveness to others. I go back to, you know, the Lord's Prayer says, um, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And basically, we are or almost demanding, God, forgive me so that I can extend that to others. So during Advent, I would, you know, just suggest that go to confession. Get that forgiveness from our Lord so you can extend the forgiveness to the others who may have hurt you. And the pain that you're going through, you will be able to get through it that way. So. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again, Anne. Now, uh, you will also be a guest on the Journeys in Faith program, which is on Fiat Ministry Network coming up the first week of January, that Friday evening. So I'm looking forward to that. And I ask everybody to just tune in there. Thank you again, Anne, for being a guest on the Sewing Hope podcast. Absolutely. I'm praying for all of the good work that you two are doing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And folks, uh, I want to remind you that you can always visit our brand new podcast website, which is called patchworkheartradio.org. You get the video, you get the audio, you get it all in one stop. So check it out. It's very simply patchworkheartradio.org. And of course, you have our regular website, Patchwork Heart Network. Uh, you can find it all there. But I would appreciate you uh, during this season of Advent listening and tuning into our show. So until next time, follow us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry. I'm just going to keep being the for the broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had 
about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278.